Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Monday, July 27th. Mark, it is going to be a very busy week. How busy? Very busy, at least when it comes to data. We have a Federal Reserve meeting on Wednesday. They're not going to do anything, but we always want to hear what they have to say. But then on Thursday, it is that ginormous GDP report for the second quarter. This is the first estimate. We are expecting a 25 to 30% drop, an annualized drop in output. It's going to look astounding. So that said, if you have a financial question, do send us an email. Our address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. This is from Sean, who is 35 years old and recently inherited an IRA valued at around $400,000 after my mother passed. Oh, Sean, I'm sorry about that. Sean continues, I max out my traditional and Roth IRAs every year. My traditional and Roth, you max out both? You Can't you only do 7,000? You can only do one or the other. I mean, I guess you could probably do half and half. Anyway, I max out my IRA every year. I have an emergency fund of at least six months. That's good. I understand with the recently passed SECURE Act that inherited IRAs must be withdrawn within 10 years after the year of the death of the original IRA holder. Yes, remember that, Mark? Remember when we thought the SECURE Act was going to be the biggest legislation that we had to think about? seems like a million years ago. That was last December. Okay. Sean continues. My wife and I are in the 22% tax bracket. Our joint gross income is $141,000, taxable income $114,000. I plan to withdraw 10% of the inherited IRA each year over the next 10 years. From what I've researched, it seems prudent to invest the inherited IRA in something low growth, such as bonds due to the RMDs being taxed as ordinary income. Does this make sense or should I not worry about taxes and invest the inherited money as I do with my other accounts, low cost index funds? Love the podcast. Thanks for the service you're providing to all of us listeners and CBS viewers. Stay safe, Sean. No, you don't need to worry about this. The money is going to get taxed as ordinary income, as you said. You can pull out as much as it will keep you into the 22% tax bracket. I don't know if you think your income is going to grow more substantially over time, but you know there may even be a case to be made, Sean, to pull the money out faster. Because what if all of a sudden you no longer are in the 22% tax bracket? I would consider pulling out enough money to remain in the 22% tax bracket. So that would mean you could pull more money out, more than the 10% in the first few years, especially while tax brackets are still low. Maybe even go up to the 24%. I wouldn't go to 32. I think between 22 and 24 is great. You pay the tax on it, fine. Then you invest in low-cost index funds. And no, not bonds. Um, The money is, of course, it's taxable, but so what? you know, taxes are pretty low. Capital gains rates, even if they go up, are going to stay low. I think just use low cost index funds and keep on keeping on. Sorry about your loss. Don't you worry. You're in great shape. Kathleen writes, my husband and I listen to you and Mark every weekend. You saved us from financial failure more than once. Thank you. 
We're facing one of those decisions where our hearts say go, but our heads say, hold on. What would Dr. Jill say? So we're hoping you can give us some advice. You know, Mark, my mother kind of wanted me to be a doctor, FYI. So I did put an ex-husband through medical school. So there's that. Yeah, Mark says he's glad that didn't happen. I, You know, I also, I'm not crazy about blood. I like the healthcare profession. There's no way I would have gotten through medical school. It's too hard. Okay, Kathleen says, we're 47 years old with reliable employment. I work in marketing, my husband in healthcare. Combined gross income, $210,000. We're maxing out our 401k contributions. We've got one and a quarter million dollars in our retirement accounts. Okay, so they're 47. That's good numbers. In addition, we've got 120 grand in cash, 50,000 in a Vanguard total stock market index fund. Okay, you ready? Bum, 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 bum. We're thinking about selling our current home and buying a condo for 650 grand. Conservatively, we could sell our home, net 60,000 in profit from the sale, which we could roll into the down payment of the new place. We currently owe about 200 grand on the home. My husband's a veteran. We qualify for a VA loan with a reduced down payment. So the million dollar question, at our age, are we crazy to take on triple the amount of debt for housing? The condo would move us into the city, offer a more active lifestyle. It has everything we've been looking for, but it feels indulgent. We don't want to be the richest people in the cemetery, but we, <laughs> but we also want to make sure we're positioning ourselves to be financially independent when we retire. So the question is, are we moving or are we crazy? Stay well. Thank you for being a voice of kindness and calm in these times. You didn't say how much longer you're going to work, but I'll tell you what, I'm saying move. Money's cheap right now. I think this is a this is a do for me. Um, I, I think that it, you know you're going to get a cheap loan. This is the kind of the the thing that will get you to a longer term strategy. I'm in. Mark, are you in on this? Yeah, I mean, Mark says you're young. Of course, he too has a four in his in his time there. But uh, look, you know, I think I think it's a good idea. I like it. I would go for it. I really would. All right. And if I'm, we're missing something, uh, let us know, but send us a picture of the condo so we can see. All right. James writes, probably 20 years ago, my wife and I each invested $4,000 in Roth IRAs with after-tax funds. The accounts have each grown to about $26,000. We're now in our 70s and we want to move the funds to bank certificates of deposit for greater security and easy access. Is it correct that we will not have to pay federal or Virginia state income tax on the earnings simply because we are over 59 and a half and the investments are over five years old with no other tax considerations? Many thanks, Jim. First of all, that would be the case if you're pulling the money out, but why would you pull the money out? You have a Roth IRA, okay? And all you need to do is to move the Roth IRA to a bank call it a Roth IRA. Let's just call it a, you know, Jill and Mark's bank. So you take the account that's currently say with Vanguard or Fidelity or T. Rowe Price, you say Jill and Mark's bank, I want to open up a Roth IRA. The $26,000 moves in as cash. You buy a CD inside of the Roth IRA. I don't know why you would change the structure, why you'd get out of the actual Roth. I don't think there's any advantage to you. So I would just keep it as a Roth. Mark popped in. He just said, you know, you could also just keep it where it is and maybe you can get a higher yielding money market account inside of the account. Okay. Ted writes, we have a VA loan. We purchased our home in 2015 with a 30 year 
VA loan, it's 3.5%. We moved from Maryland to West Virginia thinking it would be cheaper. Not so sure since they charge tax on the vehicles we own. We have an unfinished basement. We want to ask, is it wise to refinance to cover the cost of the basement or just streamline the refi to lower our mortgage payment? Well, you don't tell me a lot more about your situation, Ted. What I would tell you is mortgage rates are really cheap right now. We said that earlier. And so um, it depends on everything else going on in your life, but I would certainly check out a refinance to see if that's worth your while. I would choose a longer term so that you have lower payments and you can always accelerate those payments later on in life when your cash flow might free up a little more. Douglas writes, I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I now listen every day. All right, Douglas. Okay. I'm a reservist and my wife's IRA was with USAA. Schwab has now taken over for USAA and that has prompted us to review her fund allocations. She doesn't want to worry about these allocations on a regular basis and I don't want to worry about them for her. We were wondering how you felt about target year retirement funds to avoid allocation worries. It would be really cool if my question made your podcast. Consider yourself cool, Douglas. I love target date funds. How much money's in your wife's IRA? That's number one. I would say that, you know, it's fine to choose a target date fund, especially at Schwab. They have fantastic funds. They have low fees. You know, if there's a ton of money in there, maybe we could just create an allocation for her that she doesn't have to worry about. We would just choose auto rebalancing and that would be it. That could be a possibility as well. But I do like target date funds. And I thank you so much for writing us and uh, joining the show and tell all your friends about it. Tell all your reservist friends, okay? Do me a favor. Go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Check out my adorable dogs. Tell me how cute they are. But also, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And if you don't subscribe to this podcast, know that you can subscribe anywhere you find your favorite podcast: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, wherever. Give us a shout if you need our help. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. As always, wash your hands wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing. Please lift someone up today. Do something nice for somebody else. We'll talk to you tomorrow.